reinstated Yugoslavia with all of the current uh, countries that are no longer part of it, that that team would be better mm-hmm. than the U.S. team, which is probably true. I mean, you'd have Jokic, Nurkic, Luka. I mean, that right there already is enough to pretty much give any USA teams a lot of trouble. Oh, Plus yeah. all the, yeah. the itches, the vitches in the league, the both mm-hmm. the Bogdanoviches and uh, all the other ones that I don't know. You know, and Marjanovic. That's right. Boban. Yeah, Boban. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think I, uh, I would love to watch that. Didn't I think Jokic? He already he already said he's not playing. So. No, he's playing. He played for Slovenia the other day in the friendly. <laughs> Jokic. When Trey Young was being Trey Young, Jokic or no Jokic? Sorry, I yeah, you said yeah, Doncic. Jokic said he um, because he was yeah, in yeah, the playoffs. He was like, I'm I'm taking this year off. I'm not going to play. Which yeah, is yeah. good. Don I'm glad. Seven, I'm glad 17 assists the other night. Now, yeah, Luca, he went straight. I mean, yeah. When you when you get bounced, the last thing you want to keep thinking about for the whole summer is how you got bounced. So go play for another team immediately. Mm-hmm. He's got that youth. He just like he just like left and he was like, "All right, see you later, Rick, forever." Man, <laughs> I guess I guess since we're here now, we can all we can just start with that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, hold on, real quick, ahead. before we get started with this stuff. Go for it. Um, yeah, it is Father's Day. All the fathers that are listening to this podcast, happy Father's Day. Even though when you listen to it, it likely will not be Father's Day. But just know that in the realm of the Thunder and Moneyball podcast, this episode is forever on Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah, happy Father's Day, Dad. You don't know what a podcast is, a, but you still love me. <laughs> I'm so. trying to think. Uh, I want to do like a uh, um, a George Wallace esque shout out to the best fathers, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, unfortunately, I'm not. I don't have that talent. I'm not near as clever. I'm not, yeah, not, I'm George, not, I'm not George Wallace. <laughs> so, Next year, so on really, Money I want to say we will have guests. No, no, no. <laughs> the best thing that happened is now we have an episode title, which is shout out to George Wallace. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone you know I, I saw someone tweet out uh, the best Wallaces, and the only the only two I remember were were George and Christopher, which that's hard to choose. But love Gerald Wallace. Have to. Is this remember Gerald Wallace? Who I do remember oh. Gerald Wallace. Oh yes, the basketball player. Yeah, I remember. He always he, looked much older than he was. He is. He was the DeAndre Aiden before DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, yeah. He was the, he right. was the old uncle <laughs> that right. looked old when he was nineteen. Seriously, DeAndre Aiden looks like he should have a, like a hip problem. I'm and telling like you, man. At least a billion stories, a billion stories he about just growing up with in your a rocking dad. chair on a front porch somewhere. It's it's the nature of his facial hair. It's very um, given up. <laughs> it's very seasoned very seasoned. seasoned that's the that's the new word his nature his uh facial hair is like kevin durant's head hair <laughs> 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 which works for me i those give me the same vibe i've been bald since uh, i was 17 so i can gleefully make fun of uh people that are going bald in their 30s now i mean i'm choosing shaved it's working for me um I don't have to do anything when I wake up. 
It just take. We'll see, because my beard takes most of the time. It takes the time that it would take if I had hair. Yeah, that's why I stopped growing so my, my beard face. out. Also, yeah. I just you know I want to give like only one percent effort before I have been awake for two hours. That's the thing coming out of the the serious lockdown part of this pandemic thing, where it's just like I didn't need to look nice. So why was I? <laughs> Some people um, were not. Yeah, I mean, I've never looked nice. I look just, <laughs> I look just as nice in the lockdown as I do right this second. <laughs> this is a sticker as seen in the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to go back to making fun of Doncic and being sad for Rick Carlisle. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. You said it best, Jeremy. Like, uh, after everything that went down, like I, I, I like Luca less now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, I, go ahead. I, I, I suppose he just wants the team to go differently than Rick Carlisle wanted the team to go. They just have, I'm guessing a difference of opinion. You know, it's, it's kind of like when, uh, you know, people that come together to work on a movie, you know, when when someone in the cast leaves before production starts and they usually cite creative differences, I'm guessing that's kind of what it was, you know, but I just have such a tremendous amount of respect for Rick Carlisle. I, I think he's literally one of the best coaches in the league and, you know, to, to get a player like Luca and then, you know, the Mavs teams weren't great teams, but they were good teams. I think with Luca on them, I just feel like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think less of Luca now. I don't know. I, I feel like he shouldn't really be an authority to what the coach they should have on their team, especially being, you know, 22, 23, however old he is now. I don't know. I think so. I, I agree with all the things you guys are saying. I think it's something to be said for Carlisle is the one that did choose to leave. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so that is true. Yeah. So that for me, that means maybe he recognizes that he goes, listen, I'm not going to do what Luca wants to do. And it, I don't think it's helping anyone for it to be this situation. So, yeah, I already have my ring. So good luck with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. For real, yeah. Yeah. I suppose so, he could have just wanted to change, too. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, sometimes people mm -hmm. just want to mix things up a little bit. How many years had, be, had he been in Dallas? He was there for 13 seasons. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the the bar that we always compare everything to is Popovich, but I, I, that's kind of an unfair thing to compare to, you know, exactly. Yeah, Most is, NBA coaches are not coach. around for 20 plus years. Like mm -hmm. they're just not, that is a, that's the outlier. So he had a really, really long career with one team and he won a championship. And like, I don't think that anyone, even if the people here in Dallas wanted him, wanted some change, no one holds anything against Rick Carlisle. You know, he's always going to be, uh, a legend and a part of the organization. I mean, he yeah. brought him the yeah. ring, you know, like he, yeah. he, they got to have a parade because of his leadership in combination yeah, with that part, um, you know, one, one of the all time greatest postseason runs by Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. But, um, yep. and also JJ Barea being obnoxious, but you guys have any guesses as to what he's going to do? I mean, there's some coaching he, positions he can available. Coach I think that any team in the league, like he has his pick wherever he wants to coach, they will, they will pick him up. I have no doubt. 
I wonder what he's wanting. Does he want to get another ring or does he just like coaching so much that he's going to go fix some place? Like what if he goes to Washington? Oh man. I had forgotten that that was even an option. Oh yeah. Portland. Wow. No, don't go there. Don't go to (laughs) Washington. Go to Washington. Go be with Russ. Yeah. I mean, Hey, and we've been talking about this or at least I have to myself a lot. Uh, (laughs) I really wish Russ I wish that we could go back in time like six years and Russ could have a like a good strong coach Um, because he's never had that he's never had a good strong coach and Mike D'Antoni doesn't Mm -hmm. really count that one season because I don't even think D'Antoni isn't a coach he's a system I mean I feel like Mm -hmm. you could put a computer on the sideline and it would run the same way that D'Antoni runs a team um, yeah. maybe that's, maybe that's unfair to him, but you know, my point is like, I, I wish Russ would have had the opportunity to play under a, a really strong and good coach earlier in his career. I think it may, maybe, maybe he would have turned out uh, different. Obviously a lot of the, the good things that he does would probably never be any different, but you yeah. know, maybe, maybe things would be different for him. So yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, they certainly need someone to win right now. <laughs> Otherwise, they, yes. they're looking at a very painful rebuild. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. What is the nature of Thomas Bryant's injury again? I think he tore his ACL. I'll let me let me look it up. Bryant, Bryant. I just want Joe Bryant, Bryant Reeves, Mark Bryant, and Bryant Thomas Bryant. Bryant Reeves, shout out, big country. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Out for season, left knee. Yeah, he had to. He had surgery to repair his left ACL. That was on February second. Yeah, he's only okay. twenty three. He's, he's really, really young. young. I mean, but here's the thing, and we saw this. You know, um, what's his name? Gafford. Gafford. That I mean that those two, if they if they can really figure out a way to gel and they can figure out a rotation for them. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even. It, that would be a situation for me where I would just, it would depend on the matchup who starts, you know? Yeah. Cause I think they bring a little different things to the table. Uh, I think Thomas Bryan Hachimura is a, too. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he's, he is, um, I think he's going to get better. He's like a diet Giannis to me. I mean, okay. So here's what I think. I think Ish Smith has reached his ceiling in year 10 and maybe they just need another better backup point guard. Well, I NATO is not bad, but I will offer them one Kemba Walker for <laughs> two first round draft picks. <laughs> what uh, even are their picks this year <laughs> in the next couple of years? I always I'm now I'm like, which team even has picks? We've taken yeah, we we picks. have all, most of the picks. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of uh, w- the roster, I, it, yeah, I mean, I think that if if I think Washington is an option, but it's probably really low on Carlisle's choices. I get the sense that he's probably more in the I want to help a team win immediately category than than I want to fix a team. You know, because yeah. he's he's got his whole second life, you know, as Jim Carrey. So he's he's That's busy, right. dude. He's got <laughs> other things going on. He doesn't want to have to put too much into the NBA. Um, but uh, yeah, I. I I don't, I don't hate Luca, and I do think like he's young, and I, I don't think that he did anything maliciously. But 
I do, I do take a bit of an issue with these really young players kind of um, having a heavy hand in the direction of entire organizations. And I, I say that with Luca in mind and also with Zion, because I'm not sure if you guys saw what went down with yeah. uh, in the New Pelican Orleans. Thing, yeah. Um, I mean, Stan Van Gundy isn't as good a coach as Rick Carlisle, but you know, they only gave him one year and they gave him a pretty crappy roster. I don't know what they really expected. Uh, so it's unfair. I like Stan Van Gun- Gundy a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. These guys, these guys are like yeah. 22, 21 and they're, they're going to, you're basically bowing to every whim that they have. But yet we've seen over the last few years that if a player decides that they don't want to play at a, in a, in a, in a franchise anymore, they will make it so that they don't have to. So why would you change the direction of your entire team uh, for a guy that could just up and leave you on a whim, you know? Okay. So there is this website called mavsmoneyball.com. It's a part of uh, SB, SB Nation. It sounds like a trade, trademark violation to me. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, the athletics group. Um, and four hours ago, um, Kevin Stump put this article. He talks to Sam Amick from The Athletic about this situation. And I have to read please uh, part of this because this is very eye-opening because it's a different stuff. Um, so with Donnie Nelson out, Carlisle lost one of his guys in the front office, leaving him to consider a future where he may have to work it hand in hand with quote unquote shadow GM, Bob Vulgaris. It sounds like the relationship between Vulgaris and Carlisle had already gotten a little ridiculous by NBA standards. Amick reports that Vulgaris was behind the decision to start Boban in the playoffs in what sounds like a you better start Boban or else type of situation. Clearly, Rick Carlisle is not the type of coach who is going to put up with that shit. <laughs> is what it says. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I had, re- I had read something about that guy. I thought that he was yeah. gone too. I thought that they had gotten rid of him as well. But I, I, I'm, I'm looking it up and I don't see it, so... Go ahead. What were you going to say, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, I do what we all do. Sometimes I see a headline and I just have a knee-jerk reaction to it. I mean, but the truth is we don't know what goes on behind closed doors with relationships in the front office and how that trickles down to the court sometimes. And I feel like sometimes I know I'm guilty of it. I assume things without really knowing the full story. Um, So, yeah, thank you for reading that, Victor. Because that is something yeah. I did not know. I just found another website called The Smoking Cuban, which is also a fantastic <laughs> name for a Mavericks themed thing. <laughs> I love it. That's that's funny. Yeah, I, I you know, I can't imagine that Mark Cuban is um easy to work for. <laughs> I, I I find it hard to believe that any billionaire is probably easy to work for. Yeah. Um, Him especially because he seems very hands on, you know. Yeah, and he's I mean he is also very outspoken. He's not afraid to say anything. I mean, there's yeah. there there are no consequences of any merit to Mark Cuban in the whole world. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think that I'm trying to think about. It. I think that um, everything that we're saying just kind of says that he's not 
willing to live behind this weird like partition of just he's the owner and he sits there and enjoys it. He's like, no, 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 this is my source of income. <laughs> so we're going to do this the right way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or one of his sources of income anyway. Mm-hmm. I will say this, that there are now a lot of coaching positions open and some, or at least one GM position that I'm aware of. Um, and I was, I was listening to uh, the game last night on the radio because I was driving and they had an ad on there and they were talking about how um, it's at the point now where there's so many of it, so many positions open that you are, if, if a, a female coach and a black GM is not hired in this off season, it will, it will almost be like a, like a silver stake in the heart of the NBA. So I do think that w- that we're going to see probably some things we don't or we haven't expected to see in the hirings. And mm-hmm. it could be in Dallas. Um, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against that at all, frankly. I mean, if they wanted to hire um, Becky Hammonds or um, is it uh, Kendra, I think is her name. There's another one, another female coach that has been in the rumor mill. I can't remember her name, Kendra or Karen. I think it's a K name. Um, I hope it's not Karen. Yeah, I mean, that that name's kind of ruined, but either way, if they wanted to hire someone like that, I mean, I one, I think it would be good for the league, but two, I think it would probably be good for the team as well. So I, I, I yeah. look forward to whatever they're going to do. I hope that they don't just go with the re, like stupid status quo, you know? Like, I hope they don't just go hire like Terry Stotts or something like I. You know, I've got nothing. Well, I do have things against Terry Stotts, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I something, some change could be refreshing and I think be beneficial. Plus, I mean, just having that momentum on your side of being that, being the team that made the change and, and, you know, started the whole, like a new era for the NBA. I think that would be really good for your, for your organization. Absolutely. I'm with you hundred percent. I'm all about it. I would love to see more female coaches in the league. Uh, we, we do have more female refs now, by the way, which is which is true. Great. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Is that a show about uh, food or is that a show about like greed? Because I could see both. Uh, neither. Well, it, I mean, it's kind of about both of those, but not really. Um, <laughs> uh, it's about it's interesting. The source material is all pre pandemic stuff, but guess what? There's a pandemic. Um, so it's kind of cringy to watch, um, <laughs> Fun. uh, because there's a, there's a big old virus that starts wiping out people called the sick. Oh, in the show around the, yeah. In the show. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but as around the same time as this virus comes around, there are these hybrid people that are also animals. Um, so now there's a division, (laughs) there's a division in the world because the regular humans are wanting to kill all these hybrids because they think they cause the virus. Ah, but then there's also, there's also humans that think, um, that the hybrids are the only way the earth can actually survive since the hybrids are living more sustainably because they're half animals. Allegory. Uh, Exactly. Um, so if what you guys were saying, I want there to be more, 
uh, females, I was like, I think I want there to be more hybrids in charge of things. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm five episodes deep in the show. That's all of that was. <laughs> uh, that sounds crazy. That's that true. sounds like an, an, an a, Amazon show. Is that right? It is a Netflix show. Netflix. It is so visually lush. Lush is the correct mm. word because, yep. you know, it's about animals. So it's very much in the... There's a lot of vegetation. It it is it is a workout for your TV. I'll say that <laughs> saturation wise. <laughs> Good. My TV needs a workout. It's getting lazy. <laughs> it is. If if anything, it's just amazing to look at. And uh, I don't know how that plug just came in the middle of this episode, but there you go. You just, they get you coming. They, they get you coming. They get you going. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, guys. This will not. Yeah. Go ahead. As we. Uh, as we shift, because we got a lot of stuff to talk about as we shift our combo to the next topic. So any of these coaches that uh, are clearly free agents right now, if you will, uh, Carlisle, Stotts, Scott Brooks, Van Gundy, all these guys, if any one of those guys wanted to come coach for the Thunder, would you rather have them than a Dignalt? No. Me neither. Hell no. I like I like no. Mark Dagnall yeah, yeah, no is the best coach in Oklahoma City Thunder history, hands down. Wow. Already. I That's said that halfway, like, halfway through the season, yeah, and it I has remember, nothing yeah. to do with results. You can just mm. see that the dude is a better coach than anyone we've ever had. He, he, he may not have the X's and O's because he's young, and he doesn't have the experience because he's young, but if you just listen to the guy talk and – listen to like how he interacts with the team. I, I don't think there's any way you can not say that, you know, honestly, I don't even know that I really want to add the X's and O's to that. I think he probably does have the X's and O's. I think I would just leave it at the experience. He may not have. Yeah. I mean, he, he understands basketball, you know, he, yeah. he may not have like the, as thick of a playbook, uh, built up as someone like doc rivers or, uh, you know, Popovich or something where you mean any coach that's had superstars on their team, right? Uh, well, and <laughs> it's hard to make a playbook <laughs> without that, you know, right? And yeah. also the fact that you've been mm -hmm. in, you've, you've seen literally every possible scenario, you know, yeah. And outside of practice, you've seen it in games and you're like, so, sometimes if you're pop, you've probably seen it, you've gotten it wrong and had to learn from it. And so you've, you've had two different variations on the, on each scenario. So he may not have that, but in terms of, of, interaction with players, leadership from the bench, um, motivation, like all of those things that are the quote unquote intangibles of the coach. Um, yeah, there's no way there's no comparison to anyone we've ever had before. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I would, I would take Dignall over any of these guys, even some of them who have, you know, championship experience and, and even rings, you know, I, I think Dagnall is the right coach for the history of the Thunder. I know, not, not the history, for the future of the Thunder. You know? I, 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 That's what I'm going to say to someone I don't want to hire. I think you're the best person for the history of this job. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we want to move forward, not back. <laughs> you are hired to be the 2017-2018 coach. Congratulations. <laughs> no, I, I want, I'm, I'm excited because I want Dagnall to spend like, I want him to spend 13, 15, 20 years with the team, you know, just like Charlie Brown. That's right. Just, <laughs> just like Charlie Brown. 
I mean, I, you know, the, obviously the, these words may come back to bite me in a few years if something happens or, you know, if we fail consistently, blah, 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 whatever. But from what I'm seeing right now, as you said, for this team and this team moving forward, I don't think you can pick a better one. I, there's no, no one. I wouldn't even pick Popovich over him right now. No. Not a single person. No. He is Sam Presti on the bench to me. And that is why it's it's the most perfect fit. Yep. Which is why I think it's interesting to see what will happen in Boston. Because I feel like now that Brad Stevens is moving the pawns around. Yep, he um, is. Some interesting things could be happening for Boston. A lot of people yep. speculate that that's why he traded Kemba. Um, because yeah. he was he was mad whenever Ainge traded Horford the first time because mm-hmm. he liked Horford and everyone likes Horford. How do you not like Horford? Yeah. So they've exactly. got him back now. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm so happy for Al Horford going back to Boston. I think that's a good situation for him and for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do too. It's necessary. Yep. When I saw the trade, it surprised me from several angles. I mean, the first of which being trades can happen right now. Like I was, I was so <laughs> thrown off by that. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a trade like during the postseason, and maybe it's just because the calendar has kind of shifted a little bit because, you know, the bubble kind of threw things uh, through a wrench and everything last year, but it surprised me from that perspective. Um, but then also just from, you know, Sam doing his Sam things and me just not expecting that kind of trade at all for Al Horford. I expected a trade for Al Horford this summer. I mean, everyone did. It was, it was going to happen, but I did not think it was going to happen this early because I didn't think it was, it was legal. So I correct me if I'm wrong, but the thunder gets Kimball Walker and they take on his uh, $37 million contract for next season. They get the number 16 pick in this year's draft and they get a future second Celtics get Al Horford, Moses Brown, and we can talk about what his future looks like with the Celtics or elsewhere and a future second. I think that's correct, isn't it? I think so. That sounds about and right. If you, look, we gave if it, you look at it we like gave that. We him a second also? Yeah, yeah. Not, not, it's like a 2023 20, second, I think. Something like that. And the second that we got back is like 2025 20, or something. I also know that all of the, 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 two, the two second round picks are advantageous for us. So... I think we get like the best of uh, the second round pick between the two is basically what I'm, I'm gathering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which of course, cause that's, I mean, Sam, why, you know, Sam's yeah. going to do that. He's not just trading picks. He wants to make sure that they're good picks. I have a suspicion. And again, I, this is a dangerous game to play trying to predict what Presti's going to do, but I have a suspicion. He may try to flip Kimba Walker basically trade him again, maybe on draft night or something um, to, to get more future picks or to get uh, a couple younger players that are kind of off everyone's radar. You know, I, I have a suspicion something like, like, like that's going to happen, but I don't know. Kimba Walker could be playing for the thunder next year. Before this discussion goes any farther, I think we all can agree that what Jeremy just said is 100% contingent on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, everything, I think the after Tuesday is when we're going to start seeing actual like movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I uh, th- I've read that they're, they have, they've actually, uh, well, the media has actually started to name this exact move. Uh, it's now called the Sam Presti, 
where you <laughs> trade uh, a you trade for a bad contract, rehabilitate it, and trade it the following season for uh, m- more assets. So it's like, have you you guys Be- heard like the stories of like people like starting out with a pencil and then trading it all the way until they have like a car or a house or something? Like that, well, yeah, that's what so Presti's wanted, doing. I, I, that's what I was about to ask next was like, what is the lineage of this particular contract that I think about it? Is this still part of Chris Paul? And then going back further, man, like what I, is I this actual lineage? I can't keep, I couldn't keep track of that. Like I don't, this stuff probably all dates back to like, uh, the, the Serge Ibaka trade. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to know which was the first one. And I wonder what the maneuvers were, or if you can draw lines to be like, maybe for five years, Presty wanted this exact one thing. <laughs> yeah. That I just wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't either. Giggle. He, he thinks about <laughs> things very, very critically as we know. And he play, whereas a lot of GMs play checkers. I, I feel like Sam Presty plays chess, you know, but it also makes me rethink every time that we sign a, uh, a two-way player because you don't get to do this part of this trade without signing Moses Brown when we did in March. It's true. It is true. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, when, when he first signed Moses, we all kind of made the assumption, okay, this is, this is a, another Teo situation where you see the clear positive future for this guy. And so you're going to lock him in a contract now while you can when it's cheap. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I think that it works both it works both ways. Like you could he may have not envisioned trading Moses, but when he saw the opportunity, he was like, Well, luckily I already planned for him to be on a very valuable contract. So now yeah. you can't help but want him. Exactly. Yeah. I think he probably tried that with Kyle Singler too, but obviously that didn't work out. Because remember mm-hmm. he signed Kyle Singler to that big contract where he was making like five mm-hmm. million a year for four years or whatever. We're still, which we're truly still is paying. a win-win for both parties, right? Like Moses Brown just knows that he's going to be playing basketball until someone has to waive him and then he gets paid. Yeah, he he makes money. Like that's bottom yeah. line. He's going to get yeah, some money, like, and you're going to make money. He will probably be playing basketball. I can't imagine. I mean, that's what the Celtics needed. <laughs> they needed someone that could yeah. rebound and could uh, be big in the paint, and that's what Moses Brown is best at—being big in the paint. Yeah, if there were two GMs that were friends, I would believe it's Brad Stevens and Sam Preston. They are. <laughs> they literally are friends. Yeah. 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 That's why so. that was why the, it was the first move he made. Brad, that is. Mm-hmm. What yeah. a fun way of networking. Hey, Sam, I'm doing it now. <laughs> uh, you want to you want to you want to throw me a <laughs> you want to <laughs> toss me one? I like that. You I like toss that. Me one? Al Horford you got there. Looks real, exactly. real nice. <laughs> it's like, it's like, how much do you, are you okay with having bad contracts? Because I would like to take a bad contract off your hands, but also give you one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this Death. to credit, uh, Kemba Walker. If he does, um, not get traded, not get flipped. He is absolutely going to be just as professional as uh, George Hill, Al Horford, Chris Paul. He he will play. He will play hard. And mm-hmm. I have no doubt about that. 
he's not going to be a Trevor Ariza. He's not going to be one of those guys. Um, no. Yeah. Tell my dad that my dad said that that's what was going to happen. And I was like, I don't think no, not Kemba. Kemba would not do that. I don't, I mean, Kemba's a good dude. Yeah. Kemba's yeah. not full of himself. That's what um, everyone says. Says he's very like positive outlook on everything. And he's a very good person. He's won teammate cool. of the year, like twice. So, I mean, that's come on. That's, that's a big deal, especially for a guy that wasn't played in Charlotte. Most of his career. Yeah. All that to say, I kind of do hope we do flip him. Um, one because I I don't want I don't want him to hurt himself on the team, and I, at this point in his career, I feel like that's kind of basically inevitable. Because um, if he like you know comes back some midway in the season and then hurts himself again, like there's no way you're going to rehabilitate that. You know, we're just that's just going to be a loss for us. Um, so I hope we can trade him while maybe someone out there still holds some value for him. Yeah, I don't know who think- who would though. He might I be think good. That he still has some value, honestly. I mean, it's just the injuries the past couple of years. He's played 43 games this season, and the year before that, it was 56. He's just not played as much, you know? But if you look at the numbers, he's incredibly consistent. Like, his numbers have been very consistent throughout his career. I, I, th- I still think he has some value, you know, even though the injury thing is, is concerning for sure. I think he would be best in a backup point guard role at this point, playing fewer minutes without needing to be run into the ground. Um, honestly, I think he would be a, he would be a perfect addition in LA and they've already, there've already been talks I've, that I've read about um, them trading Kuzma for, for, for Kimball Walker. I don't want Kyle Kuzma, but if it <laughs> no. if it means getting Kemba Walker <laughs> to LA to play with LeBron, I'm I'll 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 absorb that. That's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. And who knows? Maybe uh, Kuzma needs a little bit of Dagnall, and maybe that would fix him. And you know, maybe his his true potential be unleashed, and maybe he might not be so. I mean, I, I imagine it's got to be really hard to be on a really really terrible team and then immediately be. Uh, playing with the best player of all time. Like there's no in between, like you don't get a chance to actually develop and grow. We've talked about this before with, with uh, SGA and and our young guys, like you got to have the opportunity to grow and to fail a little bit um, without the pressure of having to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that, that, maybe Kuzma will be good uh, on this team. I don't know. I've also read Uh, about speculation about them trading him to, uh, Dallas for Przingis as another, yeah, as a, as a, another too, yeah. Sam Presti move, but mm-hmm. we call it Presti digitation. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, I have a question about Gallo. We did Gallo. We just let his contract run out or did he end up actually getting traded? I think mm-hmm. uh, his contract ran out or maybe he had a player option okay. that he didn't pick up. I think I sure. thought, didn't we do a sign and trade? I felt like, it, well, that would have just been a, oh, yeah. Because I think that was what think the whole situation was. Sign and trade. Who would we have gotten back? I'm trying to look up right now. The only reason I asked is because I'm trying to think of the Ibaka tree. Because that trade tree, like that, that's where I'm stuck at right now is SGA and Gallo. Because Ibaka so far has turned into SGA and Gallo and all those picks. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, you can get to uh, Paul George very easily from Serge Ibaka because of, uh, no, he, yeah, he's before the SGA and Gallo thing. So that's what I'm saying is yeah, right now. Yeah. 
that's where I'm at with that tree. And I wanted to see if that also turned into somehow Kemba with either one of the picks or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was it was a sign and trade for a conditional 2025 second round pick. Um, we also sent them cash. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. I remember that it was because it wasn't a very good nuts. trade for us, but we, I, I this is one of those where Sam did a favor for Gallo. That's what that was. Yeah. But I also think because of what I'm just saying is big picture, like that individual trade, not a great trade, but we're still getting this return on Ibaka. Right? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. From forever ago. Sam is uh, um, like 10 years ahead in every move he yeah. makes, which to me is why Sam Presti is the type of GM that would never let. Uh, and maybe this for non thunder fans is insane to say, but would never let a player dictate the future of the team. You know, no, he, no. Um, we had, Pre we had three MVPs on our roster and Sam didn't let them control us. I mean, Sam did as much as he possibly could to get that team to compete in the time that it was, it was together, but he was never going to mortgage the future for that team. And a lot of outsiders would say, well, that's a mistake because you should have done whatever you could to keep the team together to win. But look at where we are now. Right. And look mm -hmm. at the teams that yeah. have mortgaged their future. Um, if the Clippers get bounced in the conference finals, there's a very good chance that Kawhi Leonard is gone and they don't have a future. They literally do not have that. Their future is to hope that Paul George can become the second coming of Michael Jordan. And that's not going to happen. So <laughs> why would you want to do that to your team? I mean, we're, we're now two years removed from the end of our first era. And we're already in a position where, depending on what happens with the lottery, we could contend next year and we could really, really contend the following year. I mean, no other team can say that. No, no team rebuilds like that. It's true. Uh, yeah. Well, there are teams that have down years that come back. Like the warriors will definitely be back. They, I, they didn't rebuild <laughs> though. You know, they're just, no, exactly. They didn't, got, no, no, no. They didn't blow up. They just hurt. had a bad two seasons. Yeah, it, man. The next two seasons are going to be wild. Yeah, because <laughs> of the teams that should be back and the moving around that should be done. Yeah, I, the Warriors That's... full full strength back with with Clay are they're not to be trifled with. I think nope. I think uh, Steph Curry showed that to everyone this season. I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't can, be surprised um, if they're the top seed in the West next year, honestly. But like a so many teams, are a continuingly maturing Atlanta Hawks and New York Knicks, um, like just yeah, these teams could get so much better. We'll see what happens in New Orleans. It might just be a dumpster fire for a while. Memphis coming back again. Yeah. Denver having Jamal Murray back. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, this, yeah. there's, I, I feel like it's always, you know, so exciting, especially in the West, but even in the East, you're right with the rise of the Knicks and the Hawks. Like, yeah, it's going to be real intriguing for sure. Especially with coaches moving around and everything. And then maybe we get a full, healthy LaMelo ball in Charlotte and see what else happens there. Yep. That's right. Hopefully give, give MJ some success as GM, you know. 
Maybe I'm excited. He's had, he's had right. enough life success. I think he can. <laughs> he doesn't really need any more. I'm sure it bothers I him. I think I sure it kills. Oh, him for he, sure. He yeah. hasn't been able to be successful, really. You know, he just goes and takes a bath in his money. <laughs> I uh, I kind of want. I pretend that he gives them like the last dance speech at the beginning of each season. <laughs> If you, if you don't want to play that way, uh-huh. don't play with me. Fine. <laughs> uh, all right. We should talk about these these conference semis. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Where you guys want to start? We're, Let's start with a sweep. Was that already <laughs> was that done by the time when we nope. talked last? Nope. It was game four was right after that pod. So. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think I picked... Uh, I picked Denver to to win one game at that point. Yep. And they did not. They well, did I'm, not. I'm not saying that they would have, but they weren't really given the, <laughs> the appropriate opportunity either. Yeah. In that game that I'm yeah, remembering that game and it makes me angry still thinking about the, it. The Jokic uh yeah. flagrant 2. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that should, oh, right. should not have been a flagrant oh, two. My I don't gosh. think. Gosh. I was one, homicidal baby, but, for a, a day. I forgot about it. Yeah. That. I was I tell you guys, this, I turned the this game meditation off. has been working out great because I forgot that I was that angry. That's great. <laughs> Shouts out to headspace. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, if if we were Nuggets fans and this was a Nuggets podcast, I mean, we would be talking about that for <laughs> we would have had years. Yeah, we would have had an know? emergency pod. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, there is something to say, and I do understand when people say it like it's not like it was a game seven. They were down 3-0, and they were also down by, like, 16 points. So, like, <laughs> even if he had stayed, it is likely that Suns still would have won, but you got to at least let him play the seat, play the game out. Like, you know, Jokic is not – he's not uh, Ron Artest. He's not, you know, uh, a Rasheed Wallace or something. Like, he's not the type of dude that's out there causing problems for you all the time. He got frustrated in a very, very difficult moment for his team. And he didn't really even hurt campaign campaign. Just acted really well. You know, like Mm -hmm. I saw the slow-mo Jokic has no density in his bicep. It is all flab. You got raked across the the nose with some flab and he hit all ball like that was just ridiculous. That was not, that should not have happened, but it is what it is. They got swept. I didn't think they were going to get swept. That was the most upsetting and surprising series of the playoffs for me so far. Well, yeah, there was you. You told me to pick a team that you were sure would not get swept at all. I really, they probably would have been my pick. And here's the thing: even with Jamal Murray, I still don't know if they would have beaten the Suns at all. Like, I think they would have won a game or two, maybe. Minds. But that, that was, was the best. Serious, that was the best series yeah. that Chris Paul has ever played. Like that yeah, was the have to agree. the best he has ever played in the playoffs, bar none. He yep. was insane. I mean, I was I was uh, texting you guys in the thread. Like he made six mid range jumpers in the fourth quarter. One yeah. of those games. That's a record. Yeah. That's never happened in the playoffs before. He just kept getting to the same spot and making that same freaking jump shot. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, it was it was a workout. It was just a workout. He goes, okay, I'm gonna go do these elbow jumpers. It's like, incredible. That's, that's all it was. And then um, he gets hit by the just the six. some something in a previous life of Chris Paul was very evil. 
because he's he's paying for it right now. (laughs) It's Cliff Paul. Freaking. Um, The more I watch Phoenix, the more I want it to be Phoenix Atlanta in the final. That will just be such a fun and energetic final series. That would be that would be fun. I mean, I wonder if there was has ever been a finals with that much youth, you know? I mean, there's a lot yeah. of really young players on both sides. I those feel like teams. back in the day, that's kind of how that was. When Magic Johnson won, he was what, 20? Yeah, I mean, he was uh, 21. <laughs> it was his first season. And then Larry Bird, yeah. <laughs> Larry Bird won in his second season. But to be fair, that was yeah. also like on the deathbed of the NBA. They resurrected it. So we're not quite Truth. in that position right now. Truth. Yeah, I would like that finals. I don't think it would be very competitive. Honestly, I, I think that uh, the Suns would probably sweep Atlanta. And I say that knowing that yeah. Atlanta has already proven me wrong in a lot of ways this postseason. <laughs> but at a certain point, I do think that their gas is going to run out. And that may be today or it may be against the Bucks. Um, But I need I, I need I need the finals to be Milwaukee Phoenix in a bad way. And then I also need to not have to watch that series because it will end poorly or whichever way it ends. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like Giannis actually getting to the final will make it better if they lose. <laughs> I mean, it would be his first trip uh, to the finals and it was all also be Chris Paul's yeah. first trip to the finals. Yeah. And I think that it's fine for Chris Paul to get his since, you know, with respect to your elders. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The residual is that Devin Booker gets one pretty early in his career. <laughs> I say all that, and it's been it's been a minute since that series ended. Um, and now that there is a clear, like the Western Conference Finals is very clear, good guy versus bad guy. I, I can feel good about rooting for Phoenix again. But as I oh, yeah, as I mentioned definitely. before, they have taken on the a bit of an air of a villain for me, and it 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 was very difficult to cheer for them against Denver. Um, and particularly the way that like those guys were acting after, uh, after they won. I mean, and, and they did, they did the same after they beat the Lakers. Like, I don't know. They're very confident and that's good. And they've earned it. Clearly they've earned it. But I do think that, uh, I don't know that they, there could be a little more uh, class is really a crappy word, but it's the best word I've got right now. Um, I mean, I, I it, there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with feeling some type of way about it. I think from their perspective, they still never got their respect from the way that they finished the bubble the year before. Oh no, this and is the way that they really played this season. This, I so mean, they're they, just like it's time to get mine. They've had the biggest chip on their shoulder, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, no doubt, and they have earned it. They've earned where they're at. There's no, I you, I cannot take anything away from them. Mm-hmm. They have beaten. Even though you could make the argument that they have played um, damaged teams, they have still mm-hmm. beaten them and beaten them pretty handily um, when yeah. they have. So, yeah, even if those teams had been fully healthy, it would have been very competitive, and the well, Suns still may way. still may have come out on top. The Clippers should not have had to go six whole games against a hurt Utah team, even no matter how good Utah was. It's kind of at that situation where Phoenix was like, oh, they're hurt. All right. Uh, let's destroy them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. U- Utah, doing- Utah should not have lost to the Clippers without Kawhi. That was a, a yeah. shame. Yeah. I, I agree. An absolute yeah. shame. Yeah. The Jazz that is, should have taken that care of that. That is the Chris Paul factor at this stage in Chris Paul's life. Whenever he was on the Thunder team, there were very little games that I felt like we should have won that we did not win. 
because it just gets to the point now where he just takes care of business. Yeah. We should be winning this game. We're going to win the game. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're right. Now, all that to be said, we haven't talked yet about the, uh, the COVID thing with Chris Paul. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he's, he's paying for a past life of, of evil. Oh yes. Yeah. Someone on ESPN. The worst luck ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some commentator on ESPN, I can't remember who it was, but they compared Chris Paul's uh, career, particularly in the postseason, to Patrick Ewing's. And they talked about how Patrick Ewing just, you know, first he ran, ran into, you know, Jordan and then, you know, uh, I think he ran into the Pistons first and then Jordan. And, and, and then um, I, th- I think he, they, they brought up a couple times where he like broke his foot or something, you know, an injury that happened uh, when they were making a deep playoffs run. And Chris Paul has had a bunch of stuff like that happen to him as well. Like you're saying, Eddie, I mean, I don't know if they would have beaten the Warriors when he was on that Houston team, you know, the series that went to seven. He wasn't able to play game six and seven, but they they looked really, really good against the Warriors in the games where Chris Paul played, the Rockets did. So, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to say for, that they wouldn't have won at least one of those games if he had played. Yeah. It's really hard for me to think that that, that wouldn't have happened. And we're talking about the 2018 Warriors, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I just always think about when I think about the things that have happened to Chris Paul, it's that at the, he, he was just ahead of the curve trying to start the super team situation and his trade is the one that got rescinded. (laughs) They're like, Nope, you don't get to go play with Kobe. Yep. And then everything happened after that, (laughs) (laughs) which is, that's right. I remember that a monumental monumental moment in, uh, in NBA history that the NBA yeah. would turn that trade down, you know, it just seems ridiculous to me now. It just seems Which like an ancient why, time. Why he's president of the players association, because that happened to him. And he was like, listen, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't want this to happen to anyone else ever again. We're going to have to renegotiate how this works. Yeah. Now we're saying all this guys, if Chris Paul can't play in any of these games against the Clippers, I mean, how, how many games did the Clippers win in? I, I feel like Phoenix is not going to win without Chris Paul. Uh, this is the whole thing, like because they're, both these teams are missing their best player. <laughs> yeah, but like how, Kawhi is out what, too. What is the comparison of the two second best players? You know, like you, Devin Booker versus Paul George. Who would you choose? I mean, Paul George. I, I did talk some trash on him when I heard the Kawhi Leonard thing. You know. But he he made it happen against the Jazz. I'll I'll give him some credit there. But if you look at you know his playoff history, you know his his ability to be like the lead scorer of a team, you know, and and make shots when it counts, he he hasn't had a great track record. But you know I don't know. I mean we haven't seen Devin Booker really play without Chris Paul either. Uh, I I don't know if it would affect certain things, but I assume that it would. You know. I mean, look at what Devin Booker did in that last game against LA. Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul, I think did play in that game, but he was clearly hurt um, and did not really, he was not the reason they won. I mean, Devin Booker obliterated them. Here's where, here's where I'm at. These are two very, very defensively sound teams. Um, I think Devin Booker's ability to still disrupt a defensively sound team at this point in his career is t- more scary than Paul George's ability to, to disrupt a defense. 
I, I, I agree. I agree. And then, and then you have to look even beyond the second player and like, what, who, who, who is the third best player for the Clippers? And what's the locker room like? Like, what's the locker room at this point? Because Chris Paul's still going to probably be there. Right. And we is know Kawhi's not still be there. Quiet. They've already yeah. said that he's not, he's, he's at home. He's not going with the team. Quiet doesn't care about so between, the team. <laughs> yeah. No. So between Chris Paul <laughs> and Jay Crowder, you still have the, I don't know. I think you just still have the centeredness. You still have the mindfulness to re- keep you focused and on task. Not that honestly, when I watched Devin Booker play in the last literal year, this dude is about his business is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I do. Great. I think that it will be a very, very competitive series. If neither of the, well, we know Kawhi's not coming back. I, I know that they, have, I think, I think Chris plays at least two games. Yeah. I think Chris is back by game three. I don't know what, the, because they've, they've not made an announcement about it, but uh, he was, he tested positive. When was that earlier this week? So we're com- yeah. we're coming up on like half of the, the requisite 10 day period. Mm-hmm. So like he he'll be back for probably game three, you know maybe game four at the latest. Kawhi's done. Kawhi's not playing in the rest of the yeah. postseason. He may like not I, play next season. Yeah, I mean, if he, 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 he tore his ACL, he's done. He's out. Mm-hmm. I don't see how yeah. the Clippers have any chance to win a championship without him. I just I don't I don't have the faith in Paul George to do that, and I don't have the faith in the people behind Paul George to help him do that. They beat Utah, but that to me said more about Utah than it did the Clippers. Yeah. Utah yeah. should absolutely not have lost that game. Yeah. They just should not have lost that game. That was that was um, you know, that was like the Bucks last year in the bubble. That's that's how yeah. really bad that was. Just a monumental like a, letdown. A, like like who's in charge of not in charge, but like who's 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 bumping up the morale in this locker room? Reggie Jackson? <laughs> Yeah, gosh, it drives me crazy that he's playing really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who is the, like, who, Paul George wasn't even their leading scorer in that last game against Utah. Who it was that? What's his name? He Ta- was man. Oh no, yeah, yeah Terrence Mann. Yeah, right. Thirty-seven Man. points. You're gonna get thirty-seven Second-year points player. from an, an unknown quantity. You can't depend yeah. on that. Yeah, and you're supposed to be this, you know, bad A defensive team too. You know. Yeah, I don't. And it's like it's gonna be competitive. Nick Batum. Nick Batum is the oldest person besides Rondo on that team. And we all know that no one's listening to Rondo because everyone hates him. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he is not. He's not played much this postseason. Yeah. Exactly. And that's I mean, I I say that if he's, he's going to play more now, probably. if he's healthy and he comes in, you know, I, I, I give him a chance because I know what Rondo is in the playoffs. Um, That's pretty much the only reason, though, if he doesn't play for whatever reason, I don't, uh, the Suns are going to win in six at the most, maybe even in five, the games will be close, but I think Phoenix can put it, put the Clippers away. Yeah. If Chris Paul comes back, but pff, no contest. All that being said, shout out to Tyron Lou. This team should be better, but I, they have won games that I, they also had no business winning. And yeah. like Eddie said, sometimes that has to do more with the other team than it has to do with the Clippers. But you gotta be doing something right. They've yeah. come back in two two different series, being down zero and two now. That's a big yeah. deal. That's not something that happens very often. No. So mm-hmm. they have shown a little bit, but a lot of that was because of Kawhi. Mm-hmm. 
Either way, I just need them to not. I need them to not go to the finals because then I don't have to be upset with whoever wins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have a, a question before we leave the West conference. Truly, truly a healthy Utah team. Do you think makes it easily to the Western or the, to the finals or the NBA finals? Do mm-hmm. you think they would have had a problem with Phoenix? Not anything's not, easy in the West. But. Not if Chris Paul was playing. If Chris yeah. Paul and okay. Mike Connolly were both full strength at the start of that series. I don't think that it's easy either direction. I could see it going so, to seven games. Do you think that for the foreseeable future, we are probably done with powerhouses like no one's beating this team in the playoffs in the West? Uh, because that's what I was thinking earlier. I mean, that hasn't uh, hasn't 100% been there in the last two or three years, but I feel like the last 10 years of our experiences, no one's beating this team probably. Yeah, I mean, there's no one. You know? No one right now is as dominant as the Warriors were. Yeah. Um, all that yeah. is, I will say or that the Heat if, with LeBron um, when he was on those teams. Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. he they even lost. They got beat. Not in the East, but they mm-hmm. did get beat. You know, yeah. they got yeah. beat twice, two of the four yeah. times. So, yeah, I will say, depending on what happens with the Lakers, they're the only other team. The only other thing, you know, I mm-hmm. because of all the injuries and the poor performance by Schroeder and other guys on that team. If they retool that roster a little bit and can stay healthy, which by the way, I don't know if you guys saw, they fired their, their uh, head trainer um, because of all the injuries. So if they hire someone and and they're good and they can stay healthy next year, they're the only team I can say that I would be confident about getting to the finals over anyone else, but that will not, it will not be an easy stretch for anyone in the West right now. Unless something major happens, you know, major trade happens or something. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about. So whenever we get both top five picks, we get Cade Cunningham and Jalen Suggs. And we sign and we trade, and we trade for Luca and Zion, uh, you know. No, no, no. We're going to we're going to trade for Luca and Russ. Um, and then and then everyone and then we get everything that we wanted in one season. Luca and Russ would absolutely not work together on the same team. They would <laughs> oh definitely work together. They would, would kill so each work other. together. Actually, Russ, Russ would kill Luca. <laughs> Russ doesn't even really. The only reason Russ needs the ball is to give it to Luca. <laughs> that was it. That's it. Russ would play center on that team. I, I don't exactly. Even, That's I don't what even I'm know saying. How that would work. Yeah. It would be excellent. We would flip it upside down. All of the big men would handle the ball, and we'd put all of the small people on the inside. <laughs> oh man, it, it would be excellent. Um, These are the things that Presti is planning that no one's ready for. He's already got. He's was, already got all the <laughs> the all the jerseys made. They're hanging in his he's office. Like, he's these, like, I'm just waiting like, for the time. You, what, what are these positions? Why, why is everyone playing positions in this game? <laughs> everyone, everyone, t- every play is everyone gets the ball and they, everyone does a screen and roll before the ball gets shot. No matter what, instead of spreading the court out, we're going to condense and we're just going to put a big circle around our guy that has the ball. <laughs> exactly. Move them to the basket sh- in the giant halo. There are, <laughs> there are two. There are two screens happening around the ball player, and there are people rolling off those screens to be open <laughs> in a circle, moving towards the basket to give the ball player a lane to the basket. <laughs> We're gonna just completely reinvent basketball here. We call it the Thunder Alley. <laughs> the Thunder Alley. 
okay. So over I here to the east, <laughs> we can now take this, this, exciting. this opportunity to point and laugh at the Brooklyn Nets. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you lost. <laughs> I and remind everyone that Kevin Durant has never done anything in the playoffs without a superstar healthy and helping him. So mm. now that that's over, congratulations, to Milwaukee. <laughs> Finally yes. uh, overcoming some demons there. Back to back elimination games. Giannis stepped all the way up. Yep, I was, was so, so proud of him for hitting like he I think he went seven of nine on free throws in the second half yesterday. Yeah, that is tremendous. That they was were talking, really, really uh, important. About, he shoots better when, you know, because the Nets fans were yelling at him, you know, 10, 9, 8 or whatever, counting down. <laughs> they were saying on the on uh, the game that, like, it seems like he's shooting better when they do that. <laughs> so they're actually kind of helping him. They made a, it's a, a meditation a, thing. It's you focus on just one thing. And for him, it's that countdown. <laughs> I, yep. I do agree with what you said, though, and what a lot of other people said. I, he has to rework his free throw routine. Yeah, he overthinks. This needs yeah, to not be does. an issue yep. ever again. He doesn't need ten seconds. He he overthinks it. He would do he better uses if 12. he just got the ball, I mean, dribbled once, and shot it. You know, I've, he should I, hang I've out with Ben Simmons consistently twelve to <laughs> yeah. thirteen seconds every time. He and Betty Simmons should just go spend seventeen hours uh, <laughs> shooting free throws. Oh, that, um, that only get, get all, that only get Giannis like fifteen five, free throws. Five, though. yeah. I was gonna say they can get they can. All you gotta do is make five a day. Um, <laughs> Someone's like, yeah, Giannis just go, Giannis just shoots ten, and that's that's his, he's done for the day. Yep, doesn't have to make ten; he just shoots ten. Mm-hmm. Kobe used to like he he would like make a thousand every time he practiced or something. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Giannis could not make a thousand free throws in a single twenty four hour period. He couldn't. It's not it, it, not within the space time continuum. That's such an interesting thing that I feel like is uh, that is so relatable to musicians, right? Where like we kind of know that just based on being like Kobe Bryant heads and just basketball heads that like this dude was doing this insane thing as part of his practice time, his workout time. And it's like you think of people like we went to school with tons of people that did stick control like nobody's business. Yeah. All of the time for whatever. And you're just like, ah, I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> I could still be in this league and not shoot a thousand free throws a day. <laughs> you <laughs> make, know what I mean? Make a thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows how many he yeah. had to shoot to make a thousand. I guarantee you it was not even 1500. I think he's oh, just no. one of those people is like, this is what I want to do. I'm making these now so that he just makes them. I bet he's he's made. He's probably shot a thousand fifty and made a thousand. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he has to rework his free throw routine, but if that is the biggest complaint I have for him and he still goes like nine of 16, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. shooting 55% or 60%, but you are completely dominant in every other aspect of the game, that's good. You're a good player. You're a hall of fame player. You're Shaquille O'Neal. If you're shooting 30%, and you don't do anything else except uh, take up space. You're Ben Simmons. Hey, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes taking up space is good when you're guarding Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah, that's, that's true. right. He, he's going to be busy guarding Trey Young, uh, possibly. I hope. Yeah. I man, I just oh, 
And to think of all of the crap people gave Andre Robertson over the years, and you look yeah. at someone like Ben Simmons, and Andre you that's not even a comparison to be made. Andre Robertson was maybe yeah. one of the worst shooters the Thunder have ever had, and he's still miles ahead of where Ben Simmons is. I mean, Andre yeah. Robertson could make th- threes. He could shoot threes. He could take shots. Ben Simmons yeah. has taken like four shots in this whole series. You cannot be yeah. an all-star, shoot 30% at the line, uh, not be on the court in pivotal moments in the fourth quarter because you're a liability, not contribute offensively, and still only be pretty good defensively. You just that you can't that can't exist. I'm looking up some numbers for comparison right now. While you're looking up that, I, I now I'm thinking about why I want it to be Atlanta and Phoenix so much. I just don't know many exciting players as Trey Young and Devin Booker right now. Oh like, yeah. I think about b- being a kid. I remember just like wanting to emulate everything. Some of these like Alan Iverson stuff like that. The point that Trey Young does when he makes a deep three at the floor from where he shot from is very just great. <laughs> it it's a, uh, it's the type of bravado that I like because he's a tiny person and he is trash talking, but most of the time when he's trash talking, it's like, you just saw it. Didn't you? Did you not see it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like to lean, lean into the long three thing because that is, I, I don't think that it's really the thing that I've been most proud about with Trey is that he is, he is held off on those long threes. Oh, definitely. And he's been very sparingly he using him. him. He has been doing all but, the other stuff. And in fact, the best thing that he has done in the playoffs is his passing. I mean, he's had yeah. like 14 or 15 assists in several games now. And exactly. that to me is what separates him from the other people that shoot really long threes. Mm-hmm. And by other people, I do mean Damian Lillard. Trey Young makes the, his teammates better. And Absolutely. Dame does not do that at all. I think mm-hmm. the payoff of the long threes is better because of that for me. Yeah. He's like, okay, he's been, he's been running around screens. Oh, he passed it. Okay, he passed it again. All right, he's like, oh, John Collins, all you, fantastic. Okay, good. Okay. Wow, he can still do that. I forgot. How are we possibly supposed to beat this team? <laughs> <laughs> if he's not getting these passes off, then he's shooting from the logo. In my face. I'm taller than him. He's making this three in my face. Trey Young is, is very exciting. And Devin Booker, yeah. they're both very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same in the same argument that you can make for uh, for Chris Paul, though, I do feel like I I feel like Giannis really needs to be in the finals um, yeah, yeah, yeah. because Atlanta Absolutely. Atlanta Atlanta has they didn't have business being this far in the playoffs. Frankly, they're they have already blown past all expectations. And yeah, they've well, got listen to us. They've got only <laughs> only the only upwards trajectory from moving forward. Um. The the Bucks they gotta they gotta show something for everything they put down the past several years. I think yeah, I agree. at this point. I that's why I was high on them to to make the finals. I picked them to make the finals. I just think they're due, you know. I think they've battled, they've gone through all the growing pains of a you know, a dominant NBA team in the postseason, you know, disappointment and all that. I, I just think they were due. All right. So Andre Absolutely. Robertson's the season where he got hurt, I'll go off his numbers that season. Uh, 26 minutes, he averaged just over four uh, field goal attempts a game, 
uh, and uh, shot 53% from the field. Now, his three-point percentage, he attempted less than one three a game, which honestly, I, th- I thought Dre shot from three more than that. That but season, attempt- I think, was low. Yeah. yeah. He was higher in other seasons, I think. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Think about who's on the team in that season. Yeah. yeah. Mello and Paul George. Yeah. Um, and he shot 22% from three. Now, his free throw percentage, not good. He averaged one attempt from the free throw line per game, 31%. Now Ben Seasons Ben Simmons this season uh averages thirty two minutes, uh ten field goal attempts a game, and he shoots uh fifty six percent from the field. His uh free throw percentage, uh he averages almost five attempts a game and he is averaging sixty one percent. So numbers wise, Ben Simmons numbers are better than Dre's, but you're lo- you're looking at regular season, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I well I'm I'm looking I'm I'm talking about his playoffs, like for this series in particular, he has been abysmal. Yeah, yeah, he he's been a liability <laughs> a lot, which is crazy to say about you know a you know he a lot of people thought he was going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. He thought he should have. That's what my beef with him was. Yeah. I, it's Gobert. I mean, he is. He is the most He's dominant a, no, defensive player. That no I one else can guard one through five like me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he, well, Trey Young is still making these shots, so <laughs> he is averaging about 33 percent from the line in this year's postseason. Yeah. In what is what will soon be 12 games. He was 10 of 28 against uh, Washington. 14 of 43 against Atlanta at the free oh throw line. Goodness. Yeah. Now, can you look up uh Dre's playoff free throw shooting? I'm just curious, like what, what he shoots from the line career in the postseason. Let's see here. Uh, well, he's worse, but he also yeah. took much lower volume to be fair. I mean, they're different players, but also Andre Robertson's cool and Ben Simmons isn't. So yes, yes. Screw, screw Ben Simmons. I don't care. <laughs> I agree. Yep. Bye bye Nets. I I will not miss you. I won't. I won't be watching. Uh, anybody the have an idea of the odds of the projected finals winners right now as it stands right now? Because this is kind of interesting to me. Uh, are you looking at them? Or are you asking us to guess or? I'm asking you to guess because I'm oh, looking at him. Um, uh, Say one more would, time the, I the would, odds. I would assume Milwaukee probably has the so, highest chances. So we're doing just percentage of 100%. Um, Milwaukee does not have the highest. They have the second highest. Phoenix? Phoenix has the second lowest. Who do they have now. above in percentage to win the finals? That's so stupid already. This is already ridiculous. The Clippers, the Clippers have a 30.7% chance to win the finals. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Milwaukee has a 26.6% chance without Kawhi and Leonard. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then Phoenix has a 25.2% chance. And then Philadelphia with 14.8 and then Atlanta with just under three at 2.8%. percent mm. People still sleeping on the Hawks. They could be there. 
Yeah. They they would not win. They they wouldn't beat the Clippers or the Suns. <laughs> I, I I don't think. But but again, they keep surprising us. So I don't know. Here's Eddie. Here's uh, let me add to your frustration. So those are the percentages to win the finals, right? <laughs> the percentages to win the Western Conference is fifty four percent for the Clippers, and then forty five percent for the Suns. I just I don't understand why people why they. I, <laughs> Look at their roster. Like who, who is on this team? No one. There's no one on this team that can play. You're going to, you're going to win the Western conference finals with Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum and Terrence Mann. Hey, don't forget about Zubots. Zubots. (laughs) I mean, the Clippers, Beat the Jazz without Kawhi Leonard. I mean, that was pretty big victory for them, honestly. And that Dallas series was a, a huge victory, too, coming back from losing your first two games at home. So, I don't know. They're, they've kind of surprised me a little bit, too, in the postseason, the Clippers have. But Kawhi Leonard is very, very necessary to win playoff games. I Whatever. <laughs> I don't, I don't, those numbers don't make, they don't mean anything. Yeah. Phony, big phony. Have we talked about all the series? I think we have. We didn't I mean, really talk about Atlanta and Philly, but we kind of have. Uh, yeah. We, we have yeah. dispersed throughout the show. That is probably the I series mean, that got, I've watched the least, but I will watch games seven today. It's interesting. I've watched that one the most. Yeah, um, I've watched that one more than I, any others, actually. Mostly because I, I truly do. It's interesting because I have this weird love hate with Embiid because I, I, I don't know. He bothers me. He, he, uh, he's so interesting to watch because he's, he's just a big old baby, but he he's is. very good. <laughs> um, he doesn't, he's very, it's weird. He can do things that it just doesn't make sense with how he looks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, if, and I'm wondering, and I'm like, is this is this just how humanity works and life works? Do I not get to have someone that is his skill set without them having like several um, character flaws? <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> where I'm like, because I really enjoy watching him play basketball, but I don't enjoy watching him. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's a really good way to put it. I feel the same way, actually, because he's I mean, just being a fan of the game, he's he's a phenomenal player. I mean, there's never been a player yeah. like him, but I just he, I, I don't like his face, I guess. And I like Trey Young so much more than I like him. And like. I'm sure there are reasons to dislike Trey Young's personality, but I like him. <laughs> yeah, I like Trey Young, too. It's hard to not like this Atlanta team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the bone dong. I love John Gallo. Collins. Uh, Gallo. Gallo. Yeah. John Collins. Man, I, t- I put it in our group text. I would do things to get John Collins on our, on our team. He is. Yeah, um, he's, he's great. John Collins to me is what I would love for Baisley to turn into. Yeah. And I think that it could happen. I'm not. I, as yep. I've said before, I'm not done with Baisley. John's got a got a particular aggression that suits his physicality and athleticism well. 
I think that uh, he gets the right type of tunnel vision at the right time. Yeah. He, his rebounding both offensively and defensively is astounding. And if he's in his spot on the three point line, he's like, all right, give it, give it to me. (laughs) So I could shoot and it's good. He's just got, it's not even like a no fear thing. It's a, it's an objective way of thinking. And it's, you don't get that with a lot of young players. So it's cool to see that. in someone like him, that's so athletic. Mm-hmm. The only, the only one on this team for Atlanta that I don't really care for is Clint Capella, but that's mostly softened. Uh, I, I just, I, uh, all those years with you in Houston, uh, <laughs> too much, too many bad tastes in my mouth. Yeah. Bad memories. Capella's I, fine. um, I tend to blame all that stuff on James. Uh, <laughs> he is so, a, good, a good thing to blame. You can also blame uh, I, Brooklyn losing on James. Yeah. Hard to blame uh, Kevin for only, that, but I'm going to do it anyway. The only, the only reason I definitely blame James on that is because earlier I just like saw a still of him in his like second or third year of Houston. I'm like, I know that we keep making these jokes about the pictures and the cameras and stuff like this dude has definitely gained like 30 pounds and I'm not telling you that it's muscle. Yeah, no, <laughs> someone made, someone was, uh, speculated that, uh, oh yeah, right here. Do you think it's coincidental that James Harden lost his Ironman status in the same season that where he sabotaged his body, uh, and, and conditioning in order to force a trade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So karma, man, I'm, don't believe so in it, but it's lost. fun to, to say that happens when it, things go my way. Yes. So happy they lost and I'm feeling it this morning. They deserve to lose. Mm. And I Brooklyn so, is like too. the worst. No, no organization deserves uh, to win less. Yeah, yes. less, less than Brooklyn. They are the gentrification of the NBA. Literally. They also, it's like, <laughs> I, they, they I hope that we have their team is bought one entirely. or two quote unquote Brooklyn Nets fans. But at the, at the end of the day, you win a championship for your community and your fans and they don't have any. So it doesn't make sense for them to win one. Yeah, I, I agree. They I have, totally agree. They have gentrified I, the, the city. The team is gentrified. There's no, no one on the team is a homegrown team. It's not a homegrown coaching staff. Nothing is long-term. Everything Spencer is just bought just with money. Declined yeah, and he, his, uh, his option. Yeah. And he's leaving. He's done. He's that. like, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. 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 Well, he probably is going to go get paid too. you know, because yeah. he's only going to get like 10 million next year. I still strongly believe had they never picked up James and just stuck with Spencer Dinwiddie, it would be a more palatable team for I, everyone to have a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. I like, Spencer especially Dinwiddie. after a whole season of Kyrie playing and, yeah. and, not them yeah. already being unsuccessful once. Do you remember yeah. the Nets in the bubble last year? I mean, I liked that team. You know, Jared Allen mm-hmm. and Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Karis LeVert. Yeah, like th- those were, that was a really fun team to watch. Yeah, that was the Nets. This isn't yeah. the Nets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Nets have They're been not traded. a real team. That's what I, that's what I've been saying. They're not a real team. I, that's, that's why yeah. I, I was I just not really, I really needed to see Kevin <laughs> lose uh, again. Because it's been so long since he's been on the court to lose. Last shot he took was an air ball. In fact, the last time that he was on the court to lose, he was one of my favorite people in the world. So you get what you deserve, Kevin Durant. (laughs) 
I promise I'm not trying to be too aggressive, Jeremy, but I got to say having the game that he had before that, I think it's okay. His last shot was an air ball. I don't know that anyone should have any legs at the end of that game with what he did in that game. Yeah. I mean, he played so of course two, his last two shot full was his games in that series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two full games every minute. How often did he do that in Oklahoma city? I think I remember him doing it like once. Man, and maybe, I, yeah, maybe it was in the finals. Really? I don't even remember that. Cause I remember Scott Brooks being so stingy about, you know, keeping the minutes the same, you know, per- Kendrick Perkins, for yep. example, had no business playing in that series against the heat, but he was so stubborn with playing him. He also is just not going to go away. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> oh no. He's full on in his uh, media personality now. <laughs> yeah. I, I like um, and sometimes it. I like it. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, come on, man. <laughs> I we like had, when he has crazy takes. We had some, I had tallies, um, like I see the tallies here for us for a little competition thing, but I don't where I had like a running tally for each thing. I guess those got deleted or something. Yeah. I deleted them so I could make room for the new one. So the, I, on our names in the middle is what we're at before. Right. Uh, so what yeah. needs to be counted now? Only just, just, just the, just the conference semis. So, so the Phoenix Denver series, and the Brooklyn Milwaukee series, I guess all, all th- three of them, except for Philly Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Utah. Uh, so, none uh, of, I get half a point for getting Phoenix. Well, you, Utah, uh, Clippers. We, which is okay. Me and you picked in six, which was correct, but we did um, not get the team. Jeremy get zero points. And then, so we both on, got jazz. half of that. Uh, we all Come don't on. get any points. By the way, what do they do in the off season? Oh, wait, the Jazz. Because I honestly right. felt we're gonna give like top to bottom game. during the regular season, they had the best that team works. in the league. You know, like they had every single piece that you needed to have to to win. You know, so I, you know, they got shooting, they got defense, they got a playmaker. You know, they they've got, you know, they're fast and uh, you know, but I, I I don't know what they do. I mean, do they just run it back like it was, or I don't know. It's interesting. Guess we'll see. Yeah, people have been piling on Rudy Gobert, but I don't think I think the people that pile on Rudy Gobert are the people that don't understand basketball. Yeah, frankly, um, yeah, Rudy Gobert is. Yeah. So yeah, you got half a point for Phoenix, and then we didn't get anything over there, and then Jeremy got one point for getting the whole thing in right with Brooklyn, and then we each got half a point. So, I think that means that we. Jeremy's now at 4.5. I'm now at 4.5. And I think, Victor, you're at 4.5 now, too, as well. Is that right? Okay, sorry. I was out for a second. What was the question? I'm just tallying these up right now. Okay. So you got, yeah, you're, you're at 4.5. We're all at 4.5 wow. after this. So depending on what happens with Philly today, well, it's game seven, so I get half a point. automatically so you guys you guys uh well i just gotta hope for atlanta (laughs) let's go atlanta (laughs) and then did we agree that we're gonna re-predict after the conference finals were set uh Uh, we could i'd be fine with that because the team i picked to win it all is is uh not hasn't been around for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then we can make it double or nothing. We or not double or nothing, but we can double the point values. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. 
I still get 10 I points for Russ. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm at 14.5. <laughs> Actually, I'm at five right now because I already, I already get that half point. It's already settled. Yeah. Yep. Boom. Uh, so we'll probably in all likelihood all be tied, tied going into the conference finals, but Trey young pulls through for me. There you go. Mm-mm-mm. I have a feeling we're so all going to end with the same amount of points. I just seems like I, this was, that was, we it's didn't honestly my think experiment. it through. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was honestly my experiment because I remember when we were making all these predictions, we were like, we're predicting so many series to go to seven. <laughs> there have been three, three game sevens in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I wonder how many more there will be. I counting can, the one I, today, uh, I can three? see, uh, yeah. Counting the one today. I can see a game seven in the West. Yeah. If it's yeah. Philly mm. and Milwaukee, I can see a game seven in the East. Don't think yeah. I could see that with Atlanta. And then the finals, or, yeah, I could see that game seven too, as long as Atlanta's I not mean, in. I'm sorry, Atlanta. I can still see. I still could see Atlanta taking Milwaukee to seven and losing, but taking them to seven. That would just be that'd be too much. <laughs> that would be too much. <laughs> Milwaukee would have to overcome so much. Also, they would have to just completely fall apart at some point. I remember yeah. after they fought, lost the first few games against Brooklyn, people were like, this Milwaukee team's terrible. Bud's going to need to get fired, blah, blah, blah. And now here they are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since we know the Western Conference, do we want to make those predictions? And then we will update everyone with our, we can just make our predictions off air and then update everyone with the next pod on what we did in the East. Because if we wait until the next pod both of these will be rolling. They'll be halfway gone. It's yeah. True. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. The more I think it's about really this hard series, to say though, cause yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with the health of Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So in my head, I'm, I'm running scenarios, right? Like I'm saying no Chris Paul for two games, but Phoenix definitely wins one of those first two games. I still have Phoenix winning the whole thing. And I honestly may not change mine, but I probably will change it to Phoenix in seven. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm going to go with Phoenix as well. Yeah. Should we type it in now? Yeah. Let's do it. What color am I? I forgot. You are green. Oh, green. Yeah. I don't want to just do Phoenix in seven, but I also don't really feel good about Phoenix in six, and I'm damn sure yeah. not picking the Clippers in anything. I, th- I think I'm going to go Phoenix in six. I, I, I think Chris Paul is going to be back, as you said, Eddie, and I, I don't trust Paul George. I don't, and he's got to be he's got to score a bunch of points in this series, you know, it, it, as well as, you know, guard Devin Booker possibly. So, you know what? I'm being brazen here. I might regret Woo! this. All right. I knew I could feel it coming, Eddie. I could because, feel it. Because, because here's the thing. The Clippers have lost both the first two games on the road in both series so far. So that tells me they're going to lose in Phoenix, both games. And then Devin Booker is going to come out in game three. no, I think the Clippers will win game three and then he's going to come out in game four and he's going to have like a 57 point game. <laughs> Maybe it w- uh, Chris Paul. If, he, first game if back he gets too. 57 points in game four and they win in five, I get 10 bonus points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to put Devin Booker kicker underneath yours. <laughs> <laughs> who has just for fun, who has the most monstrous dunk in this series? 
from both teams, Clippers and Suns. Here's the problem. It'll probably be like Paul George. Yeah, I can't. I mean, who, I would who love else for is a big Aiden. dunker? I love yeah, for Aiden, it to be maybe. Aiden, but I think it'll be Paul George. I will say the dunks are probably going to be one in the East. Yeah, John Collins. John if Collins versus Giannis. <laughs> if they if that's a conference finals, those dunks. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah, Giannis's dunks are amazing. I, I love watching him dunk. Mm-hmm. It, his it's like go go gadget arms. You know, it's like he seems like he's so far away from the rim, and then he'll just reach. And See, that was the thing. Whenever he had that really dope dunk that he fouled Joel Embiid on, uh, which I was okay with that offensive foul. Just the way that Embiid like kind of shoved him to the side because he's he's a baby. Like that's the stuff that I'm like, why do you why are you this? Oh, he got um, he got fined thirty five thousand for that. By the way, well, no, he got fined for the other thing where he got in the, John the Collins' thing on, face. Oh yeah, well, on, no, that was a uh, when they were on the ground when he got up and pushed him. Yeah, yeah, that's a different thing than what I'm talking about. Oh, are you talking about when he uh, pushed Gallo in the back because he did that too as Gallo was walking away. He did that once. No, that's different. Because what I'm talking about, John Collins' arm was just all on Joel. He like raked Joel and beat across the face and like chokeholded him while he dunked on them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a definite offensive foul. Um, and like Joel and B told him his eye that had just been poked, but he's like kind of pushing John Collins to the side. But there was the one where they were fighting for the rebound or whatever, and they both ended up on the ground. And then, um, and then when John Collins didn't like the way that Joel and Bede fell on him, so he pushed him off. And then Joel Embiid didn't like that he inconvenienced someone else and they reacted. So then he like <laughs> came at him like he was like, well, then hit me then. And then we're like, come on, we're millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, also, one of those, He's one of the big Atlanta players got uh, suspended for that. Bench. Yeah. Bruno yep. Fernando, who was suspended because he was coming off the, the bench. Yep. Luckily, I didn't even know his name, so he's not that important. That's the first time I've I mean, ever heard that name. Still before. a millionaire, Fernando. S- still a millionaire, but not important. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then All right. we'll, t- oh, we'll type in our our Eastern Conference predictions after Game Seven today. Yep. Yep. So before Game One, whenever Game One. Game will One be is with- first, right? The West is first. The West is afternoon, and the Seven is tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tonight at uh, seven Central, I believe. Schedule. Wait a second. They're playing game one tonight. Game one is today. Yeah. Game one is oh, like, I'm pretty like sure it starts like, yeah, yeah, like in an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. I thought that that was only one game today and it was the two thirty game. That was the game seven. I guess I didn't realize that. I didn't realize the game one was tonight or today also. Yeah. It was kind of a, the kind of the reason I really needed Utah to win game six because that would have pushed their, their game back another two or three days. So the Chris Paul mm-hmm. would have had more of an opportunity. It's kind of a big, big deal. But they're starting this soon. Actually. I see. Okay. Wow. I'll probably be spending more time with my dad than I thought. That's good. Happy father's day. Me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nothing better than Sunday afternoon basketball, especially on father's day. So the other one starts at seven or six. Like how I was much trying time to, in between trying to games? look up the, the times right now, but I can't, I'm, I I don't know how to work the internet. <laughs> um, oh man, it's at eight. Man, that's late. Game one is at two thirty central. Yeah, game and two, the 
Game, game seven, seven is at seven, eight p.m. Seven east, seven central. Really? This says nine eastern on NBA.com. Oh, mine. Mine says eight eastern. It says three thirty, three thirty eastern for the game one and eight eastern for. Oh my goodness! I was looking at Tuesday. That one is that one is yes yeah 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 yeah. I see it now. I got so two two thirty and seven. So yeah, there's like a two hour gap there between the games. Hey, it's no, it's good. It's a a good nap and wake up and because the the thing is, my dad works at like ten thirty or something like that. He goes in for his graveyard shift, so I wanted to be able to watch all of both games. So we'll see, we'll see. All right. Have we exhausted all topics of conversation? We, there was a we lot, did not a lot even address the lottery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting. And that's like the thing that is biggest for Thunder fans. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can, let's, let's get, let's, let's quickly kind of just lay out the possibilities and then see what, because there's nothing much to do until it actually happens except talk yeah. about. You know, well, the thing that we want to happen as Thunder fans is we want that Houston pick to to fall and for it to be five or after, which is not likely. Right. But it could happen. Well, no, they're like a 13 percent chance. The lowest the lowest they can possibly be is five. Oh, OK. Maybe no, they, the wrong. lowest that they can be is four. If it drops to five, it's ours. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. But even possibly like them to drop out because of the teams that would have to be ahead of them, the lowest possible pick that they could get in the first round is five. And then it would be ours. I, I hope see that just means because that would be awesome. Yeah, so, Basically, if they don't so, get it, if they don't get a top four pick, it's our pick. It's ours. It yeah. And it's five. Like that's how it goes. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Um, uh, it's and, not, it's not it. I keep, well, okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm running the lottery sim thing on tankathon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like there are situations like I just got two back to back where we get the five and the six pick, but none of the top four and Houston doesn't get any of the top four either. So I don't really understand. That would, so that I means guess, that we got the six pick. That would mean that we got six. Um, so that makes sense. the best part, the best part is um, if we get one, that means that they get five, which means we get five. So if we got the first pick, we would have the first and fifth pick. That's just how that works. So wait, how, wait how does that, if we get because one, they the, have to get five. They can't get. Yeah. Because of what, because we were just talking about the teams that have to be picked in front of Houston would have to be if it's, oh, it's kind of hard to, yeah, I think I get <laughs> like what you're we're, saying. We're a part of those teams. So if we're one of those, te- if we jump all of the way up to one, that would bump everyone down their possibilities. Cause they, then they remove the balls from, um, the thingy. What do you call that? What do you call the spinny thingy? Okay, so so <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't know what that that's not. Called. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works, but like I just got an, a a mock draft here where we got one and Houston got two, and then we did not get five, so we got hmm. one and then our next pick was sixteen. I see. Which obviously that would be fine. Getting the first pick is great. Yeah. Kate Cunningham's great, but an ideal scenario would be us getting one, five, and sixteen. Yep. Uh, like here's one where we got two and five. Like, so but the question I have is someone going to willing to take five, 16 and 18 to give us 
one of the top four or something like that. Because at this point, we just have too many picks. Like we, some of them are going away. We have six picks in this draft. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, and that's, that's if the Houston pick conveys. Yeah. <sighs> that's a lot of who picks. Is, who is most likely to get the number one pick? Is it the Houston, Houston and um, Sacramento? Is it Houston, Sacramento or is it Houston and uh, Detroit? Houston and um, come on. Let me look at this. Yeah, it could be Why? Detroit, right? They probably got a pretty good chance. He, yeah, Houston and Detroit, I think, have the two uh, highest pit, um, chance. It's so the, the without just in pure odds, it's Houston, Detroit, Orlando, Orlando us, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland. I yeah. think we're tied yeah. with Cleveland if I if I remember correctly. And mm-hmm. then and then freaking Golden State right after that. They don't need that. They don't need a pick like that. <laughs> no, that's, no, they that's do not. They also have their they future, also man. have the fourteenth pick. Mm-hmm. So man, I hate them. it's it's so funny because like it's such a roller coaster relationship with this team yeah because i really just didn't like them in a fun way in a sporting way like our our foes our adversaries um that are they're too good and they give us a good competition i can't wait to beat them or yeah we're beating them and then kevin went there and he ruined that uh relationship with them and mm-hmm. then they had their injuries, so I got to feel a little bad for them and then be like, all right, let's see what they can do. Let's, I'm rooting for the recovery for Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And Clay Thompson got hurt again. And then I was really rooting for him. <laughs> and now, if they all get healthy and then get two lottery picks, <laughs> plus already <laughs> have last of, year's second pick. That's right. Yeah. Why is he got it? Yeah. He'll, he'll get better too, I think. I mean, he showed a lot of exactly. promise. I think we're we're probably the only Thunder fans in the world that don't like have every single highlight of these top five guys uh, emblazoned <laughs> yeah. in our brains. But yeah. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, and Jonathan Kuminga are the yeah. five. And uh, so Cade Suggs are both point guards. Yeah. Uh, Jalen and Suggs are both listed as shooting guard as well. But Green and Suggs because they're both Jalen Duh. Yeah, Kuminga yeah. is a small forward and Mobley is a center. Mobley is sent to go second, so there's a good chance we end up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cade is at Oklahoma State. I'm trying to see. Cade's 19. Mobley's 20. Two of those guys. 19, 19, two of those guys are going through the 18. select through the G League select situation. Um. Which is going to be interesting because I think that yeah, this yeah. is probably the second year that we've been doing that. Jalen uh, Green and, and Jonathan Kuming are both G League. Yeah. Interesting. Which I did not realize that this last year that the G League players unionized. I didn't uh, either. I think I saw that because I think that meant that their contracts were all going to like actually become viable contracts. I think we yeah. talked about this actually. Did we? Yeah, but briefly. Yeah. Because yeah, there, it used to be that those guys made like. Like I want to say, like fifty or sixty thousand dollars to play in the G League a year, which is obviously yeah. very median money. But I think now they're yeah. guaranteed to be like half a million is a is the contract or something. Wow. Yep. So it's viable. It's viable for. I mean, this is why because I remember like Lance Stevenson wanted to come back and play in the G League instead of playing overseas. Um, 
Jeremy Lin did the same thing, even though mm-hmm. he's now back in China. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I read to this morning that uh, Amari Stoudemire is uh, going to go try and play in Europe. What? And I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Does he not want to be assistant coach still? I guess not. He's I guess old. He wants to play. He tried to play. He was playing in uh, Israel. He needs to just stick on the bench. I don't know what he's doing. No, I support it. He can do what he wants. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to just sit here and be the bad guy now that you said that, but. (laughs) Yeah. Bottom line, Tuesday, uh, our future is decided and we don't really know anything about it. So that's, that's where we're at, Thunder fans. (laughs) We will see. I mean, it's going to be like a wildly entertaining draft night for Thunder fans anyway. I'm already excited about it, no matter, even if the draw doesn't go so well and we, we don't get as high a pick as we want. It's, it's still going to be, I guarantee awesome. you guys, Sam Presti has his trade lined up for literally every scenario in this draft. Oh, definitely. And I'm sure Kimball Walker is, is a part of some things too, that he's thinking about. The more I click on this Sim lottery button, the more I've decided we're, we're, we're really probably going to get the fifth pick. Like yeah. every one of these is like giving us Jonathan Kuminga. Bottom line, we're going to have three picks in the first round, no matter what, whether they're both in the top five or we get the 16 and 18 and then one of the top eight picks. We're going to have three first round picks. So that's a big deal. And then we also have three second round picks. We have picks. (laughs) We do have picks. (laughs) Oklahoma City Thunder have a lot of picks. picks. Yeah. (laughs) And getting more and more with every trade, it seems like. We got, you know, mm-hmm. number 16 with the Al Horford-Kimball Walker trade. So we we do not have a lack of picks. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. We did talk about that. So should we talk about anything else? Nah. Uh, nah, Rick and Morty comes out tonight. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, no Dave spoilers. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I actually tried to watch either. it, but like it was oh, messed okay. up on my on my Hulu app. Like okay. everything else worked on Hulu, but Dave was not working. I was wondering why Do you guys had not said anything to me. Yeah. No, it's I, good. I, I haven't fun. watched it yet. Yeah. And then also Mario Golf comes out next Friday. So me and Tony Romano are pretty excited about that. Mario Golf. That sounds fun. I yep. haven't played that since N64. Yeah. The new one's out. Can't wait. I already pre-ordered it. It's already on my Switch. Just waiting to be playable next Friday. Nice. And with that, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to Thunder Moneyball Podcast. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at podcast underscore thunder. Enjoy these playoff games and enjoy your life. Bye. So long. Farewell. Farewell.